0: Welcome to the Branches podcast. Branches is a community of faith, hope, and love in the South Orange County. We are a church for people who don't go to church. If you'd like to learn more about our faith or our community, visit our website at branchesoc.com.
1: your seats and uh, you'll want a Bible. And if you could open up to John 15, 5. John 15.5. So we, uh, as a staff, had a staff meeting uh, this week. and It was my first time coming back. And so uh, we're in the staff meeting, and we really didn't know how to move forward because, well, we just didn't know how to move forward, considering everything that's happened over the past few months. So I just start leading us, and uh, about... Five minutes in, Melissa says, wait, am I the only one that thinks there's an elephant in the room? Like, how are we doing this right now? And I kind of looked a little confused, and uh, a couple of the other people on staff said, thank you for stopping this. And I'm thinking, uh, what, what's going on here? And then people started crying, uh, which, as a guy, always makes you feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and there were guys crying, too. And what... What we discussed was, we can't just move forward, we have to like process through what's happened. And then we talked about Easter, and uh, on purpose, we didn't share too much uh, about my family story and about the, the lung transplant, because it's Easter. And it was very important to, to me that we didn't leave thinking about us, but instead, like, leave... Realizing that Christ died and rose again. However, as Melissa was very wise to say, but we're a family, and something big happened, and we got to figure out how to deal with this and how to move forward. And so um, you know, I had a message all planned for this Sunday, and uh, the staff said, "Well, whatever you have planned, it's not going to be good enough." Um, well, they didn't say exact those words They didn't exact say words. those words. Uh, but, but they were very wise in saying, we need to try to deal with this. And we're going to be very honest with you. We have no idea what we're doing. And if you've been at Branches for a while, you've already figured that out. <laughs> but um, we know some of you are like, wait, what's the big deal? I wasn't really a part of that. And some of you are like, I'm about to
2: cry right now.
1: <laughs> and so we're going to do our best to do this. This is Uncharted Waters. We, we know of a few groups and churches that might have dealt with something like this but we, we don't. And so um, there's no right way to do this. But we feel strongly that we need to process through this in a way. And so that's why we're doing this panel. And, and these, are, um, these are shepherds up here. Uh, one of the things that we want to do, if we could put the slide up, um, we have a Google voice number. And you can text into it. Uh, the number is 949 It will eventually go up there when we find it. Um, but what we want you to have the ability to do is text in questions or text in experiences or thoughts, and um, we'll try to deal with those towards the end. Um, but what, we're, what we overall want to do is address what God has done. Uh, when we planted this church, uh, you know, you got to come up with a name because, you know, you just can't have a symbol or say, hey, that church and, but we wanted it to have meaning, and so we chose branches, and it's from John 15:5, and that's going to be a key verse to look at. So if you haven't already opened up your Bibles or your phone or um, your scroll or whatever you use to uh, look at the Bible, it's John 15:5. And Jesus said, "I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing." And that's always been our prayer, not to just be a church, because um, there's, there's amazing churches. Um, but we wanted to be a community of faith where we did our best to hand everything over to the Lord and let Him be in charge. And that so rarely happens. But during this season, that happened. And we want to maintain that, and we want to stay close to that. Um, so... Um, we're going to kind of try to dialogue through this, and Melissa's going to start first, and we'll see where we go.
3: Um, yeah, at the staff meeting, a uh, book started in on asking about stories, wanting to hear about how this time has affected, you know, outside our church or stories within our church. And I just kept looking at him thinking, oh, my gosh, he has no idea. He wasn't here for all of this. And I thought, oh, we got to... Because I'm about to break down in about two seconds because I'm looking at you in a meeting never thinking that we would do this again. So we had made all these plans. What, you know, in case of or in his absence, we would do this. And we were functioning as a body uh, in that manner. So to the reality of sitting in a room and planning the next week, it was surreal. It was one of those... And even when he stood up on Easter, I thought,
0: "Oh my gosh!" Right, Jared? Just yeah. He stood up. On, I, I was here at Easter. I don't know if how many of you guys were here, but when Boog stood up and he said, "Hey, good morning, guys. If you don't have a Bible, go ahead and grab it, ushers." And I'm like, what? "Hold, no big deal. Hold on, everybody. What did I just miss? Right. What did he miss? So yeah. Right. Same thing happened this meeting, He just got right into it. All right, guys. So here's the agenda for today. We're like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> So like that's how this whole thing started. Like We need to have a, hold on, hold the phone, let's just take this Sunday and address this elephant in the room. Boog is alive, you guys. This is amazing. This is no small thing. It's a huge deal. It's big. I mean, we gathered out here, some of us gathered out here on New Year's Day and prayed and prayed and prayed. And then some of us gathered in here the next week and prayed and prayed and prayed. And some of us didn't sleep for weeks and weeks and weeks because we prayed and prayed and prayed.
3: So this morning when we were thinking about how do we bring our community, because if I was feeling this way, that means um, most all of us that were praying had, have, we have had to felt this way as well because I've never seen, and I've never been part of a community that was um, united in our prayer. I've never been part of a body or an experience that I watched God move in a way Uh, in each of us individually and us as a body. So to be able to experience that together, I know that there is some processing that has to happen. Um, And I remember thinking um, this morning, as I was putting away my Christmas cards, don't judge. (laughs) I love Christmas cards and yes, it's April and I'm just taking them down. But (laughs) I'm looking at the family faces that I'm packaging away and I thought to myself, but this is before. And the fact that we had a before and we're in the after, there's significance to that. And what I don't want to lose, or I hope us as a body, and this is just my desire to process as a family, is I never want to forget. It's so similar to our faith our, and our walk and understanding who Jesus is. I never wanna forget what happened because he's moved us into a whole nother arena as a body. So the unity that we have as a family in even outside of this room, outside and globally, gosh, right, Um, the impact is huge. So my desire is that we would process this together and then move forward in the new.
0: I agree. To dovetail on what you said, you know what? What we experienced here in this room, and this is a small community here, um, I would just hear these little stories of like, oh, my gosh, this convention happened to be happening in Nashville, and someone knew Boog. And so this entire convention, and by the way, people from that convention were from all over the world. And so they went back that next day to their various countries and were praying for him. And what happened here went you know, as they say, it went viral really fast, and so we were all part of that. and We were swept up in it. So again, just to be uh, to reiterate, it's like we wanted to pause and address this because if if any of you felt an ounce of how I felt, I just don't think I could just continue. Like, oh, let's just go sing some songs and do a sermon and keep when he's sitting right here. And so you know, we don't want again. It's it's our friend Boog, and so we want to rejoice in his life. But we really what I want to do is I wanted to just communicate what. Or like share with you guys what I went through, which was I had to really mourn the loss of my friend, and so I ha- I had to sit there in the hospital with him and just say, okay, like I had to process through this this grieving period, and it was really it was really painful. But the father was with us the whole time, and I think a lot of you guys experienced that. I think through this all, this chaos that happened between each other. The, the arching theme for myself was that God is with me. God is with us. And, and, and Bo brought up this verse on Easter. It said, you know, in this world, you're going to have trouble. It's just going to happen, you know, but take heart. I've overcome the world. And I, I think oftentimes in our Christian experience, we look at God like Santa Claus and say, God, take away all my trouble. You know, God, God, why don't you fix this for me? God, why don't you do this for me? And really what was, the, again, the theme that came out for me was that God is with me. In this world, you will have trouble, God is with us, and so I think I'm taking great comfort in that, and uh, and I'm still processing through it. To be honest, I, I mean, uh, the, right after he got kind of released from the hospital and I was up at his apartment in L.A., I, I, went, I got a, was able to go and spend some time with him, and the whole time I was there, I, I thought I was in a dream. I was just like, oh, like halfway through I was like, I get it. I'm dreaming, and this is that conversation I was going to have with Boog that we never got to have. And, but it's like, it's real. This is really happening. So I'm just, again, just trying to process through, oh, my gosh. And I think John can speak into more of this, like, this idea of, like, I've went all the way into that grief. We talked about it on, on um, Good Friday of, of going so deep into, our, into that painful place. And that's, I mean, here's an obvious example, but this happens in all other... A facets of my life of saying, if I want to experience this resurrected life, this life that Jesus says I've come to give you life and life to the full, He showed us that He had to go down into the depths and die to that to be resurrected into that. And so I know John has a little bit more to talk on that, but that was pretty powerful for me, and and I'm still kind of in the midst of that, so processing with you guys.
2: Yeah, I, you know, for I think for many of us here, our brains are still trying to wrap our, you know, trying to figure it out. our brains trying to wrap our brains around it. You're trying, trying to wrap your mind around your brain. Yeah, it's, yeah.
3: It happens okay. all the time. I'm okay. I'm Just here. trying
2: to wrap my mind around my brain. Um, <laughs> I'm very eloquent. Uh, yeah, for for myself personally, it was it was sort of a it was a, it was a strange time just to come into branches. Uh, really, in May or June of last year, uh, consistently to be a part of this family, which was such a joy for Anna and I. And then things to kind of rapidly go south for Boog. Uh, and then sort of stepping into a different role of teaching regularly. Uh, and not like Boog went on sabbatical, kind of like he'll be back in a few months. Like that would be a different deal where it's like, yeah, he's going to take some time and. And then he's going to come back. And, and, but it was more like, no, Bug is going all the way, like disappearing, and we have to, and then part of my process of trying to help everyone else process through that um, was, was tough. So it was kind of like we're preparing everybody for the worst, right? Because uh, it got to that place. It wasn't like, oh yeah, you know, he's got this infection. No, it's like, uh, they're bringing the family in to say goodbye, that kind of the worst, just the worst. And then uh, to be able to be at peace <laughs> in the midst of that, uh, I think is is the Lord. That's the Lord, uh, to be at peace in the midst of the worst. And now to come to like sort of the best, we're at the best. I mean, he's alive and he's breathing and talking and uh, even though he's in a tremendous amount of pain and you wouldn't know it necessarily by looking at him, it's, it's amazing that he's sitting here with us and it's still like trying to wrap my mind around my brain. It's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. And so now there's this process of, for me and I think for many of us, of how do we move forward? Because we came to a place of peace and understanding, uh, I think to some degree, not completely, but we were able to go all the way down. And now we're, we get to come out, you know, up, which is celebratory. But also things have changed and we're changed and we're transformed as a community uh, and personally. And, and I love uh, just book's heart in this as he was talking to us at the staff meeting. He, just, he said, uh, I just don't want to mess this up. <laughs> and I thought about this. I had a couple of thoughts, well one, it seems like the mess is actually what is preferred. That's actually where God does, this, does his stuff. Because uh, Paul will say weird things, the Apostle Paul, like, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And that doesn't really make sense. Because uh, I'd say, well, when I'm strong, I'm strong. You know, that, that, that just makes sense. I can wrap my, my mind around my brain when I say, when I'm, <laughs> when I'm strong, I am strong. You know, when the community is solid, the community is solid. And yet, it's, he seems to insist that you have to die in order to find life. And the whole New Testament treats you as if you've already died. Already. You were dead, but you've been made alive, is what Paul says. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so I had a couple of thoughts because... Bug, you know, we're all trying to understand how to move forward, and, and I wanted to share just two verses of Scripture real, real briefly. These are Jesus' words from Matthew 23. He says, but, but you, Jesus speaking to his disciples, you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you're all brothers and sisters. And don't call anyone on earth Father, for you have one Father, and he is in heaven, nor are you to be called instructors, or leaders, or teachers. You have one instructor, leader, teacher, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. We don't think that way. Uh, Pastors, I think, is a legitimate job, but it's a strange job because you're leading people to follow someone else, and that's a strange deal. You're in a role where you're actually trying to get everybody to follow you to actually, I don't want you to actually follow me, I want you to follow someone else. And Paul says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ, he says in, in 1 Corinthians 11. 1. And so, it's a weird deal to, to think about branches. We are all the branches. Not, not bug is like the tree trunk. <laughs> but that's how churches end up. They build themselves around a figurehead, around a pastor. So you talk about like, oh, Rick Warren's church or Mike Erie's church or, you know, Joel Osteen's church or who it's, it's their church, but it's not their church. It's, it's the church of Jesus Christ. That's, there's one church in Orange County, one church. How many churches are there in the United States? There's one church in the United States. There's one pastor, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and we are all brothers and sisters and I think what Branches has the privilege of is having that figurehead pulled out for a season so that it was like, actually, we, we are all brothers and sisters, and we are all. You know, on the, on the wall in, in the office, it says, every, one, every member is a minister. Every member is a minister. And we had to pull the minister, God, like, had to pull the minister that we would all call the minister out in order to show this community that every member is a minister and I think that's beautiful. So, Boog coming back in, his role is, is, he's still like kind of trying to find his role, but we all know his role. He is a pastor. He shepherds, he disciples, he teaches, he gives wisdom, and all that, you know, he prays, all these sorts of things, and those gifts will still be brought to this community. But it's now hopefully clear to all of us that he is not the pastor, This is not Boog and Steph's church. This is the church of Jesus Christ, and we're all brothers and sisters. And he is probably the greatest servant, you know? Like, the greatest of them all will be their servant, and that's what Boog has done. And that's what we're to do for each other, each one of us. Here, those are my thoughts. Boom. (laughs) Um.
1: Um. Oh, that was awesome. the um, <laughs> the The night before Easter, I was going through the message um, with uh, Steph and uh, with uh, my son Keaton, because we talked about Keaton maybe sharing at the end, and we hadn't quite decided if that was going to happen or not. Uh, it ended up he ended up sharing on Easter to sharing from his experience trying to care for uh, his, his sister during this time. And he, during that process, two of the kids started sharing some of their trauma. And that's kind of hard to pull out of your kids. You know, we've tried to and, and it's a process. And so they shared a little bit of that and, and said, hey, this was hard, that was hard, which was awesome to have that kind of space for them to share. And so we gave him the space because whenever that pops up, you want to jump on it and let him share. So then Keaton asked this question and he asked the question before or I had at least addressed it before when I was in the hospital, but I don't think he really believed it. So he said, okay, dad, I got a question and I need you to be honest with me. He said, if you could go through this all over again, would you do it? You know, if you could go through this Uh, lung disease and the hospital and all of that, would you go through it again? And I said, well, that's kind of a loaded question because by me going through it again means you have to go through it again. I said, but no question, I would go through it again. I said, and, and I say this with all honesty because I saw what God has done in my life, in my family's life, and I got to hear the stories of what God has been doing in this community and what he's done outside of branches, in the larger community, in the, the church, the big C, the church, to see God moving, to hear about what's been happening in, with our friends in Malawi, to hear what's been happening with our friends in Zambia, to hear what's been happening with our friends um, in El Salvador, um, and in tons of places I don't even know about. To have friends from college... Uh, writing saying, I haven't prayed in 15 years. But because of this, I've started praying again. To have, um, well, some of you have texted in. Let me read some, just a few of them. Uh, There was a man I was ministering to and I was able to utilize Boog's story to show how big God really is. Uh, He was a Branches member, but never consistent. And now he's come closer to the Lord. Um, I mean, Esh. Uh, Esh has always been a great communicator and a great man of God, but then to have one of his best friends, you know, tell me, hey, I don't know what happened, but God has touched Esh, and he's like stretched inside of himself, and he's moving in his life. Um, To have all these bearded men I know start crying around me, (laughs) and to see their their hearts kind of open up... Um, it's all worth it. Uh, you know, we had said when we planted branches, and we kept saying it over and over again, if, if you don't call this Boog and Steph's church, we won't act that way. Because the intention is is for everyone to be ministering and to find their place. And, and that has happened. And that's made all of this worth it. It's not fun, and as Steph has so appropriately called it, it's the beautiful, ugly I mean, it's ugly. You know, we're st- Not only my family, but a lot of you are still dealing with how do I, what? That sucked. <laughs> and it still hurts, and it's still frustrating, and, but there's so much beauty. And the beauty so far outweighs, so far, far outweighs the ugly. I could keep going, and I could drop the mic, but I'll let you guys share. <laughs> you anyway. uh, we're gonna have a little bit of time. Do you guys have anything else you wanna share before read through these?
3: Well, I think um, we watched, as we watched you get um, sicker, more sick, is that more sick? We watched, um, I mean, I, this is my, my view. I watched Steph grow stronger and kept wondering, okay, Lord, what are you, what are you gonna do here? And it was obvious, I think, um, Steph's words through that time um, I really have to say, resonated, and it, it allowed us into a place that I know I didn't even come near you guys when I first saw you, when you first came back, because I was like, I haven't seen you. I, haven't, I didn't go up to the hospital. I wasn't there, but we were praying. But it was through Steph's words and what God gave Steph that we were all able to feel like we were there with you and be able to align our prayers um, in unity and I think um, because of that I'm appreciative for what how he how God used that timeline Um, I also feel like in our body the eye contact that we had with each other was deeper there was a connection that we had um, that it's like we were all going through the same thing so I think as a body we've connected and I've seen faces I've seen you and it's almost like without words, we were feeling the same thing and praying in the same way. It was just a beautiful thing. We had a great, you know, there were, I think Lindsey Lindsay Clark said, I've never felt so moved to just stop working and pray all day. And I haven't felt that way before. It's, my prayers have been short. If I think of something and I'll pray, and if I feel moved, I'll pray. But it was a constant. It was a beautiful thing, and that's the piece I was saying. Oh, he's moved in a way that um, I, I've never, I've never seen.
0: Yeah, I've, I've felt the same way in terms of. I know a lot of you guys, but feeling like we've all, you know, knowing that we've all been through something together, and how significant that is. <clears throat> and this next season, as we look forward, we can build upon that. And so, you know, there's, there's different ways that we try to like rope everyone together in terms of friendships, but it seems so much easier now. People want to be together. And I think that as we, you know, we, we look back and we say we've been through this thing together and this whole Sunday is really about, okay, now what? How we're going to move forward is is, um, is take advantage of that. I just want to encourage you guys, like, if, especially if you feel like, oh, I kind of feel like I'm maybe like a little bit on that outside a lot of us feel like that, to, to grab each other and, and be together and, and let the Holy Spirit use this time in your lives to draw each other together, because this is a really, really unique season that, as I've talked to a lot of other churches around town and around wherever who who have uh, asked me questions about what's going on here, they're sick. Oh, man, like, I'm so sorry for what you guys have been through, but man, I wish I had what you guys have, and it's, it, that, that's kind of the constant refrain, is like, I, you know, What you guys have is so unique and just lots of encouragement to dig into that so that's my encouragement to you guys as well let's find each other
1: um yeah i'm gonna read a few of the uh
0: sure yeah of course
1: Yeah, it, it does. Um, and I think maybe something like you guys are trying to address up here today. Yeah. Uh, well, if it's a question, yes. <laughs> uh, what I mean by that is, because is, um, we don't know what questions aren't answered and what, which ones are. Um, Esh and I talked back in October or November, and it was always the plan, like, hey, Esh, if, if you're going to be here at Branches, I'd love you to teach more anyways, um, because it's healthy to have different voices. And to have different people coming in. Um, currently the plan is for me to still be the, the lead pastor in, in some form or another. But you know, if people have those gifts, we're going to utilize them. Um, in the same way, You know, kind of a, a message we're sharing is, if you have that gift, we want it to be used. And it's obvious that Esh has that gift. And so we want to utilize that as much as he's able. And um, in, in the same way, you know, one of the things that we discovered through this that we didn't know existed was um, my wife. <laughs> I mean, we knew, I knew she could teach, and I knew that I didn't know she could write. Um, <laughs> but she became, she became the, the mouthpiece, you know, for our family. Um, she became Pastor Seth. Uh, and she didn't intend to. She was just sharing and sharing probably the most influential voice in this entire thing was her writing and if you haven't read that um we'll put a link on the website but i i don't say this too often you need to i mean it was it was god's words and and i was in i was in the um in the hospital room and in the apartment when she would <laughs> Just so you know, she did all of that writing on her phone. <laughs> there was no computer. She was just on her little tiny iPhone, the little one, typing away. And she, I, she would say, God gave me something. I have to write it. And I'm just going to keep writing it until he tells me. And I'm looking at her going, I can't believe this is happening. And then to hear all of the influence. And so that's a long answer to say not only will Esh be, you know, continuing to teach as much as he's able and willing, um, But there will be other people that are called on to use their gifts. And that's probably the thing that's what we're trying to communicate is is God has moved. And he's brought a lot of you out of your comfort zones. And you were called to serve. And the model that is in the United States has to change where we go, oh, who's the pastor? Because that's the person that does the work. Who's on staff? They're the ones that do the ministry. That's not God's intention. That's not how God's moved. And through this ugly, the beautiful has come out and people have stepped up. And we want to continue to be that type of community where when people walk into this community, they're like, oh, so God's designed me to to move and and he he can use me? And the answer is yes. And some of you have seen that and we want to continue in that. Um,
0: I think it's also important. I don't know. This is more of like an HR thing. We're kind of going deeper into the... <laughs> but, like, none of us, we're all volunteers. Like, I don't know if you knew that, but, like, we have... I had a, a church come to me and say, okay, so what's going on? Like, they're trying to do strategy. Okay, now the book's kind of on the sidelines. Like, Tell me about your staffing. And I was like, oh, we got one full-time staff member. <laughs> and uh, she runs all the kids' ministry. And we have, a, like, a couple part-time paid people. Most people do it for free. And uh, Esh doesn't work here. You know he's he's he comes here. I don't I don't work here. Like Melissa, you know, she runs social media or whatever, you know, it's like it's like she's it's not getting paid to do it. It's, it's not like, "Oh, bag. let's it's pay you the salary." Like we just and so like this is the model that we I actually talk all the time like isn't this pretty cool? Like we don't even work there, but like they let us You guys us can't kidding. even fire me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the best part. We play whatever songs we want. There, yeah. <laughs> Take it out of my paycheck. <laughs> I think that's important to know. So if you guys are sitting there, like Book said, and you're going, gosh, you know, I might have these gifts or whatever, but, you know, you have this. There's no staff. Like, this is it. This is us. This is the crew right here.
1: Um, let, let me give an example of that. And sorry, Jeff, you're about to get rolled. But your eyes connected with mine. And um, here's an example. I mean, that, it's true that the intention is, is who, who can we hire to do ministry? It's like, no, how? how can we free people up? And if we need to hire someone to free people up, to call them to it, we will. Um, I didn't know this happened, because I was, I don't know if they had paralyzed me at that point, Um, I don't remember which stage it was, but Steph said, you know Jeff came up, right? And I was like, no. Um, And so Jeff and I had, had gone to Nicaragua, and while we were there, we were looking for where God was gonna call us to Central America, we went with a team from here at Branches, and the connection we had in Nicaragua said, hey, are you cool with me taking your whole team out? We're gonna go do healings. And whenever I hear people say that, I mean, I've seen God move and heal people, but usually the people that are really excited about healing are, are really weird. And um, uh, anyone that's met our friend JJ, he's, he's on the other scale of weird and out of bounds. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to take our whole team through this. But I said, I want them to see, and well, let's, let's do it. So we took the whole team, and he went around and trained us how to do healing. We went out in the villages of Nicaragua, and we're doing healings. Um, and people are getting healed, and some people aren't getting healed. But uh, we had, um, you know, I, I told everyone, look, few of us are going to go and do the healings, and then we're going to have you do it. And you can see everybody going, I'm not going to do it, but you keep thinking that. And Jeff was, Jeff was one of those guys, and um, we went around, and there were some healings, and there were not some healings, and then we got to this person, and I said, like, Okay, hey Jeff, you're up, and he just, went, oh, and so, um, and it was, for me, one of the most obvious healings. It was this guy just out, you know, he's doing work, farming work, or some kind of work at his house, and um, after Jeff prayed for him, the guy's eyes were just, big like saucers because he'd had this intense stomach pain and it was just gone and he'd been struggling with it and his eyes got big and then I saw Jeff and I think Jeff actually cussed under his breath because the guy was healed like (laughs) oh no like what just happened because when healings happen it's not like hey and everybody dances around it's more like what what just happened it's it's different than if you haven't seen it or experienced it it's not like you'd expect where everybody dances around. And so, um, now fast forward, you know, a few years later and I'm in the hospital and, and um, like wives are good at doing, from what I heard, this is how it went down, uh, his wife, Corey, said, you know you have to go up and pray for him. He taught you how to heal. You've got to go up and pray for Book. And just, you know, I think from what I heard had the same facial expression like, oh. <laughs> but, he loves me, and so they came up, and um, they came up, and, and and he prayed over me. And not only did he pray over me, but then within those hours afterwards is when everything went down, um, and everything turned in the right direction for my health. Uh, and it wasn't just Jeff, but it was many of you praying. And um, one of the things, you know. That, I, that I'm reading here is, several people are saying it. How are we gonna make sure that we stay a people of prayer? Um, this is very important, and I'm gonna close with this, because you know, we wanna have time to, to, to talk to the Lord and pray. Uh, through That's what music is, by the way. When we do this music, it's not like, hey, play some pretty songs. It's just like Jerry said. This is prayer. And... Um, What we are experiencing is very unique. It's what is referred to as a revival. A revival is a reviving, a, 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 I know it sounds cliche considering the whole lung thing, but it's where there's new breath breathed in, a reviving, an inspiration, breath coming in. And God has chosen to use this church at this time, at this place, to create a revival. Where people's hearts are being turned back to Him. And when people are brought back to the Lord, they're brought to life. You know, there's that phrase, being born again. That's what that means, to, 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 to come to the Lord and to have Him create new life in you, the life that was intended. And several people are here saying, hey, I, I went out and started talking to people about the Lord and I never would have because of what was happening at my church, because of what was happening to the Rose family. I would... Tell them, hey, this is what's going on. And through that people were like, well, tell me more. Um, because of that, if the Lord's gonna move, then we have to listen and obey. And we as a church have a responsibility. My my friends were pastors at other churches in the area, and even outside of the area, have said, you do know this is what's happening, right? Like God has chosen one of the smallest churches in the area to show his greatness. This has nothing to do with us. This isn't like, hey, you're the best. I'm going to choose you guys. For whatever reason, and we'll figure out that wisdom later from him, he's chosen this community of faith to create a revival not only here, but in Southern California and in parts of the world. And so we have a responsibility to that. And so we're going to continue that. Um, We don't know what we're doing still, but we're going to rely on him to guide us along. Um, I wish it was as easy as pulling out your phone and saying, you know, turn on maps and saying, how do we get from here to there? And it gives you the list of steps and then Siri guides you in. It's not going to be that way. But it is our intention as we've seen God move uh, to continue to abide in him. And that's why it's going to be so important that we continue to meet and draw even closer to him and to each other. And the reality is, is is, some of you know what I'm talking about and some of you don't. Some of you are like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still hold on to people and walk. It doesn't mean it's, you're going to feel as much. We're not talking about feelings. We're talking about watching God move. You being stretched out of your comfort zone. You saying, okay, God, I've seen you move before. I'm going to continue like Jeff. Okay, I'll do it. I might not even want to do this, but I'm going to do it because I want to be obedient to you and see you move. And so that is our intention is to, as a leadership, to continue to create an environment where you're given permission and challenge to do that. And so over the next few weeks, we're gonna try to discuss that. We're gonna talk about what the Lord's done. We're gonna try to put uh, opportunities in front of you. Um, But a lot of those opportunities you're gonna create. I mean, don't don't wait for others to do it for you. Um, And I'll close with this. Uh, Steph, when she closed up at Easter... We went for a walk because um, uh, I have to walk all the time now. I'm one of those people. You know, you always see, oh, that guy walks every day. <laughs> uh, used to be surfing and paddling, now I'm the walking guy. <laughs> so we are going on a walk together, and it's, it's beautiful because we get to talk. And, um, and she experienced what I've experienced. She said, I should have maybe said this when I asked people you know, because everybody stood up when I said, who wants to understand this love? And everybody stood up. She's like, maybe I should have made them sit down again. And I was like, there's no right way to do this. I said, think about us when when God got a hold of our heart. I didn't have anybody that said, okay, now what we're going to do is this. We're going to sit down and we're going to walk you through this. God got a hold of my heart and I said, I got to figure this out. And I went and found coaches, so to speak. I went and found people. I went, these people know what's going on. I've, I, what is happening? What, how do I walk with the Lord? How does this, what does this look like? Because I don't want to be one of those freaky Christian people that, I don't want to be one, so how do I do this? Because I know this is real, but, and that's what you're going to have to do. If you've never followed Christ before, and you're like, I don't know what to do. Don't wait for someone to do it for you. You've got to take those steps. And for those of you that know what we're talking about and you and. and you're like, okay, I know God's calling me to more. There's no one that's going to map it out for you. We're going to do our best to create opportunities, but you've got to figure that out. So all that to say, it brings us right back to where we started. God's got to be our pastor, and we have to be willing to follow him. So I'm going to pray for us. Um, the worship team is going to come back up. If we have the people that were doing the chairs, um, if you guys could help set up the stage. And then if we could all stand. Um, during this time of uh, music, it's, again, it's prayer. This is prayer. And so um, utilize it however you want. Those connection cards, they're more than just, hey, I'm visiting. They're for prayer. If there's stories that you want, that you feel like need to be shared, like you have someone here at Branches where something happened or someone in the community, and you're like, do you know this happened? Like, write that down. Um, The offering basket's going to come by. It's for people at Branches that say, hey, it's more convenient for me. Can you send that around? If you're visiting, drop that connection card in. If you need prayer for something, you have friends that need prayer for something, write that down and put that in, please. So let me pray for us. Father, we confess that you are the vine. You are the life. You are what we want to cling to. You are Um, you are life and we confess also that we 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 don't fully understand how to abide but we know that you don't make it hard and so help us not to put pressure on ourselves help us not to stress out but just show us the gentle quiet way to abide in your love for us that reckless relentless love and Lord show us That you are the one that bears fruit. That we don't have to try to squeeze out grapes. Um, We just stay close to you. And as you move within us, Lord, um, give us the courage to trust in you. Not in ourselves, but trust in you and the vine to produce this fruit. We want to see life, not only in our own hearts and in our families, um, but around us. We ask this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.